Welcome to You News, the podcast using the power of Univision to bring the news that matters to you in English. Today is Thursday, December 12th. I'm Lorraine Caceres. These are today's headlines. As the impeachment of President Trump in the House of Representatives moves along, Trump and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell increasingly at odds over what a trial in the Senate would look like. A second federal judge has blocked the Trump administration's efforts to reallocate funds in order to build a wall on the southern border. And we are learning more about the victims who were killed in a dramatic shootout in Jersey City, New Jersey. Among them, an Ecuadorian immigrant who now leaves behind a family. This and much more today on You News, recorded live in our newsroom in Miami. We begin in Washington, the House Judiciary Committee taking a vote on the two articles of impeachment against President Donald Trump, the minority venting its frustrations with the process and Democrats firing back, refuting the argument that the inquiry has been rushed and is baseless. Two articles of impeachment against President Donald Trump have been officially introduced before the House Judiciary Committee. The Constitution provides that the House of Representatives shall have the sole power of impeachment and that the President shall be removed from office of impeachment for the conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Ensuing a heated debate between Democrats and the minority before putting the articles to a vote. I would like for the sake of history, I'd like for the sake of history, the chairman take one more minute. Does the gentleman wish to appeal the ruling of the chair, yes or no? Yes. Republicans arguing Democrats have violated the rules by not allowing a minority meeting before the matter was introduced to the committee. When we don't have fairness in this committee, how can they stand up and say, on the two weakest articles of impeachment in the history of this country, honestly with a straight face look at the American people and say, we did good. But Democrats clarifying that no House rules dictate such instructions. It is clear from the legislative history that the minority day rule is not intended to delay legislative activity. Representative Joe Negus, a Democrat from Colorado, setting his Republicans' colleagues straight, suggesting they should stop complaining about the process and instead use their objections to actually defend the president. I understand that we're going to have a robust debate about the legal standards that govern the inquiry that is before us and the decision we make on these articles, but let us stay true to the facts, and let's dispense with these process arguments and get to the substance of why we are here today. The argument then moving along, Republicans making their points of defense clear, focused on the call and the release in aid, saying all the witnesses testified on hearsay. The call transcript shows no quid pro quo. What's interesting is the day the transcript came out, even Chairman Nadler said there was no quid pro quo in the call transcript. Both President Trump and President Zelensky said there was no pressure. We saw the call transcript and there's no conditionality. There was never awareness on the part of the Ukraine that there was a delay in aid and the Ukraine got the aid without opening the investigation that seems to be so troubling to Democrats. Representative Jaya Paul of Washington firing back, summarizing the Democrats' case in one statement. Forget about President Trump. Is any one of my colleagues willing to say that it is ever okay for a president of the United States of America to invite foreign interference in our elections. Not a single one of you has said that so far. 
After the articles are approved by the committee, they move on to the House floor and a final vote is expected next week. Meanwhile, Republican lawmakers are preparing for an imminent trial in the Senate, likely to take place early in the new year. Sources saying President Trump and Senate Majority Leader McConnell are at odds over what the trial should look like. Let's go to Janet Rodriguez, who has the details on this. Janet, what do we know so far? Well, we know that the president wants an actual trial. He has said that he wants to be able to defend himself in front of the Senate. He says that he wants to see Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Adam Schiff and other Democrats go and testify in front of the Senate that that would vindicate him and that would prove his point that these people were lying all throughout this impeachment process in the House. And he wants a political show. Now, that doesn't seem to be McConnell's idea of what will happen in the Senate. Republicans sources are saying that leader McConnell wants an easy and quick process in the Senate. He doesn't want to stretch out a trial. He knows he has the votes to be able to acquit the president. They don't believe that any Republicans will go and vote against the president and not to acquit him and to actually uh, take him out of power. So he knows he needs that supermajority. He has those votes. Therefore, no need for an actual trial to be, bring those articles of impeachment to the floor and debate them anymore that they have already been debated. He believes that the process in the House has already been enough uh, of a show, to say so, and uh, he just doesn't want to repeat over in the Senate. So we have to wait and see. He does have a couple of options as to what he will do, and he has said a couple of days ago that he's not making any public announcements as to exactly how he will proceed in the Senate. But what is clear now is that these articles of impeachment will be there by the beginning of the year. And and he will have to decide how to proceed. And right now, it doesn't seem that he will be pleasing the president when it comes to that. Back to you. Thank you, Janet, for that report. We'll be watching closely. And a federal appeals court in, is hearing arguments today in a lawsuit that accuses President Donald Trump of illegally profiting off his presidency through his luxury Washington hotel. The state of Maryland and the District of Columbia will ask the full fourth U.S. Circuit Courts of Appeals to reconsider a ruling by a three-judge panel that directed a federal judge in Maryland to dismiss the lawsuit. The two jurisdictions allege that Trump has violated the emoluments clause of the Constitution by accepting profits through foreign and domestic officials who stay at the Trump International Hotel. And after climate change activist Greta Thunberg was named Time Magazine's Person of the Year over Trump and has continually chastised world leaders for not doing enough, Trump responded to a tweet, a tweet congratulating Thunberg by posting, so ridiculous, Greta must work on her anger management problem, then go to good old, a good old-fashioned movie with a friend. Chill, Greta, chill. Following Trump's tweet, Thunberg updated her Twitter bio, bio to reflect Trump's comments. A teenager working on her anger management problem, currently chilling and watching a good old-fashioned movie with a friend. This just one day after Brazilian president lashed out at Thunberg, calling her, quote, a brat. The House of Representatives has passed a defense bill that would also give all federal workers 12 weeks of paid parental leave for the first time in U.S. history. The provision was added after a considerable effort from Democrats. They saw an opportunity to negotiate by using President Trump's desire to establish Space Force as a branch of the U.S. military. 
According to aides familiar with the negotiations, the White House agreed to the paid parental leave provision in exchange for the establishment of Space Force. And residents of Jersey City are still in shock and mourning after the shooting that left several people dead, including an Ecuadorian immigrant who leaves behind a family. Fabiola Galindo has more from New Jersey. He's one of the six people that died in the incomprehensible shooting in Jersey City, New Jersey. Miguel Douglas Rodriguez was one of the workers at the kosher market that was the target of the attack that kept this community on hold for at least four hours. Rodriguez's wife says what hurts her more is that the couple's 11-year-old daughter will grow up without seeing her dad. We couldn't have kids. For 10 years, we tried until we were blessed with our daughter. The pain also felt in his native Ecuador that Rodriguez left looking for a better future. Sí, pedimos ayuda. Pedimos ayuda al gobierno. We are asking for help from the government because we have no means to handle this tragedy. It was horrible, says this customer who Rodriguez saw every day. He always made me feel welcomed. My husband wanted the best for me and my daughter. That's all he ever fought for. Sergeant Joseph Seals was the first killed in the shooting. He leaves five children behind. A very painful loss. Also, the families of the two other innocent victims who were inside the store are now preparing for their funerals, according to the Jewish tradition. In New York, Fabiola Galindo, U News. Harvey Weinstein and the board of his bankrupt film studio have reached a tentative settlement with dozens of his accusers. According to the New York Times, $25 million would go to his alleged victims. It's a deal that would bring an end to nearly every such lawsuit against Weinstein and his former company. The settlement would also not require the Hollywood producer to admit wrongdoing or pay anything to his accusers himself. According to lawyers involved in the negotiations, the settlement would require court approval and a sign, final sign-off by all parties. At least one accuser, however, has said she won't agree to be a part of the deal, and Weinstein's criminal case in New York State will continue whether or not the settlement is reached in these civil cases. And a city council in Virginia is making it clear that its municipality has a pro-gun stance. Tuesday, the Chesapeake City Council voted unanimously to approve an amended resolution that would designate the city as a Second Amendment constitutional city. That means the local government would not be able to use local resources to prosecute what they consider to be anti-gun laws. State laws, state laws will still supersede the city rules, however, Pro-gun advocates were hoping for the city to designate itself as a Second Amendment sanctuary city. Instead, council members chose to use the word constitutional, even though they said it could jeopardize city funding and impact city taxes. A second federal judge, this time in California, has blocked the Trump administration's efforts to reallocate money Congress designated for other purposes, for construction of a wall and the southern border. Pedro Rojas has the story and reaction from one of the plaintiffs. 
The White House's intention to use $3.6 billion of Army funds to build new sections of the border wall after President Trump declared an emergency at the border earlier this year has been halted twice, after a federal judge in El Paso, Texas, and another one in Oakland, California, issue injunctions against the movement of those resources, declaring it unlawful. In El Paso, the Border Network for Human Rights, one of the plaintiffs suing the government, celebrated the judicial order. The president is not a king, it is not a dictator, and in this country, if anything, we appreciate is what we call check and balances and balance of power. In El Paso, the decision was made by Judge David Briones, who was an appointee by President Clinton, and for now has blocked the building of 175 miles or new fencing. His decision states that the government was not able to prove that there is an emergency at the border and that the president violated the decision made by Congress that initially allocated those resources to the Army. Javier Peña is an attorney for the landowners who recently were able to temporarily stop the construction of a border wall with private donations in South Texas. He says that the judicial orders could benefit his cause. puts a bigger light on what's really going on, on how the money is being spent and what the money is being spent on. With these two federal judges' decisions, in just 24 hours, the aspirations from the White House to continue expanding the border wall could be overshadowed. And when we heard that the president was willing to go beyond Congress, using his authority to appropriate money that he didn't supposed to, actually that was a break of trust. In a statement, the White House says, that they plan to immediately appeal the judge's decision and added that the court's injunction sweeps far broader than that and blocks multiple projects hundreds of miles away they have nothing to do with the plaintiffs. President Trump has promised to build 450 miles of new border wall before the end of 2020. In Hidalgo, Texas, Pedro Rojas, Unius. An undocumented, critically ill woman from Guatemala has a new lease on life. This after U.S. immigration authorities granted her deferred action to remain in the U.S. to receive medical treatment for a rare generic disorder. Luis Mejid has the story. For Maria Isabel Hueso, it was the best Christmas gift ever. She is still processing her emotions, but she's very happy. USCIS told her she will be allowed to stay in the country two more years. It is literally the difference between life and death, because only here she can get life-saving treatment for the rare genetic condition she was born with. She feels grateful and blessed. Last summer, and without explanation, USCIS stopped renewing permits for immigrants with severe medical conditions. Last September, Maria Isabel and other patients went to Congress asking for help. It has been an overwhelming time for my family and me because the medical treatment I need is not available in Guatemala. I was born with MPS6, which affects less than 2,000 people in the world. MPS6 is a rare life-threatening disorder. Public pressure worked. USCIS later announced that it would cancel the policy that prompted the deportations. Now, each case would be considered separately. Cuando el público se organiza y pone presión a los políticos, community organizers say this shows activism works. For now, the story has a happy ending, but her permit is only for two years. The future is still uncertain. In San Francisco, Luis Mejid, U News.
The Chilean Air Force has confirmed the discovery of human body parts belonging to the passengers of a Chilean Hercules C-130 aircraft that disappeared en route to Antarctica. Yesterday afternoon, the authorities had acknowledged to have found material belonging to the internal fuel tanks of the airplane, which was carrying 38 people on board. The finding happened less than 20 miles from the last point of contact of the ship with the control tower. Also in Chile, the country's former interior minister, Andres Chadwick, has been formally accused by the Senate for not preventing human rights violations during protests that rocked the country for weeks. Chadwick claims he is innocent and called the accusation unjust, unfounded and politicized. President Sebastián Piñera expressed his support for Chadwick after the accusation was made public. In neighboring Bolivia, interim president Janine Añez announced United States and Israeli visitors will no longer need a visa to enter the country. She signed the decree in the hopes it will increase the country's tourism and foreign investment sectors. Visas for Americans were introduced by the government of ex-president Evo Morales in 2007 and Israeli citizens in 2014. And it's known as the dry corridor of Central America, an area that's currently experiencing one of the worst droughts of the last 10 years. More than 3.5 million people currently need help in multiple countries. Guatemala, particularly hard hit. Here's Nidia Cavazos. Extreme poverty in Guatemala is literally starving thousands to death. In the municipality of Jocotan, 122 miles east of the Guatemalan capital, there are families that have not eaten in days. We spent two days just drinking water. In this region, we met the poorest of the poor in Guatemala, like Maricela Reyes. She lives with her three children in this humble hut. Her walls are made out of tree branches. The children here are incredibly vulnerable. The famine has created malnutrition so severe that it has generated a humanitarian crisis, says this activist. It is a horrible humanitarian crisis, but it is not new. It has been here for years. The area where this problem is most prevalent is a so-called dry corridor in the department of Chiquimula, close to the Honduras border. Here, it hasn't rained enough in years, and the people who live in the mountains don't have crops, jobs, or anything to eat. Right now, what we are going to leave is rice that has soy. It is a fortified rice. Fernando Barillas is a member of Antigua El Rescate, a humanitarian organization that travels through the most neglected communities in Guatemala, providing medical treatment and bringing food to families facing extreme poverty. Here we need a lot of vitamins, we need a lot of iron, all the supplements they can't manage to find. The members of Antigua El Rescate guided us to several communities in Jocotán, where roads are almost impassable. Here, we found children with stomachs swollen by parasites and extremely underweight. Food, it is hard to find because of the lack of resources. And if the people here are hungry, the dogs are even worse. But the volunteers also brought them some food. Child malnutrition in this region is the worst on the continent, even worse than Hades, and according to the members of Antigua El Rescate, the government and society ignore it.
It seems like a lot of people don't care in this country about these children. Basically, the kids are left to their own fate. In Jocotan, Guatemala, for U News, Pedro Oltreras, this is Nidia Cavazos. More of U News after this short break. Imagine a daily newscast that speaks to you about your world in plain English. Each weekday, we partner with Hispanic America's most trusted news source to bring you the stories from home and abroad that matter to you. They don't know when they're going to be able to go back to work. Victims also from Mexico and this mass shooting. Officials in and out of the residence. We're going to continue fighting. U News covers the news of your world and makes it easy to understand. U News, your world, U News on Fusion. Welcome back to U News. In consumer news, a new app will automatically call 911 and record emergencies with just the sound of your safe word. On Tuesday, Your Safe launched the app on iOS and Android systems. An Air Force veteran and two medical professionals created the technology. They hope it will help save lives in any assault situation. Users can call out their safe word, even if their phone is across the room. The device will instantly record the incident, send the person's name to police, and store a streamed video on a designated person's smartphone. The hand-free option is programmed to the owner's voice, so no one else can trigger it. Amazon's billionaire founder is inching closer to making space travel available to the masses. Jeff Bezos' company, Blue Origin, says it has launched another test flight of its tourism rocket. The autonomous rocket called New Shepard took off at a test site in Texas Wednesday. According to Blue Origin, it crossed the boundary that is widely considered the edge of space. Wednesday's launch is the company's 12th test flight so far. Blue Origin says it could be one of the last before it's ready to start flying paying customers. And speaking of Amazon, the retail giant is reminding online shoppers about its deadlines to receive gifts by Christmas. For customers who aren't part of the Prime program, Amazon is suggesting getting orders in by the 14th to get deals on free shipping. Prime members, meanwhile, have until the 22nd, and some items will qualify for one-day delivery and could be ordered as late as the 23rd. Thanks for listening to You News, the podcast. Don't forget to follow You News on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you haven't yet, go to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, rate, and review. Join us tomorrow for a new episode. Until then.